0: Welcome to Tim Stodds FM. Where each week we discuss new ideas and tactics to help you succeed in business, relationships and life. And now your host, Tim Stoddart. Hey, what's up everyone? My name is Tim Stoddart. Welcome to the Tim Stodds Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Before we get started, I need to make an announcement. I have finally launched Systematize Pro. Systematize Pro is a monthly membership community I have put together, and each week I am going to be doing live interviews, live video workshops, and presentations to teach whoever is interested on how to build businesses that are built around systems. Building systems has truly been one of the foundations of my success with my online companies, and I feel very strongly that without a system, You're never going to be able to really build wealth. Without a system, you're constantly going to be trading your time for money. And the idea behind building a business that scales is to get out of the day-to-day. And the shortcut and the path to get out of the day-to-day grind of running your business is to create systems and processes that get you out of the business so that you can work on the business as opposed to in it. So if you're interested, if you want to participate in my weekly workshops, please go to systematize.pro. I will leave the links in the show notes of this blog post and also on the episode in iTunes, and I hope to see you there. My guest today is Osai Osunday. Osai is the founder and CEO of Fit Academy. Fit Academy is a fitness and wellness brand based out of Philadelphia. Fit Academy is a four-time Best of Philly winner, And Osai is building a revolutionary brand and community that brings people together through health and wellness. I've been following Osai's journey and his work for the better part of two years, and I'm constantly impressed and inspired by his positive energy and commitment to self-care. One of the reasons why I was so excited to talk to Osai is because I have long been fascinated by the fitness industry. Due to the rise of social media, it's easier than ever for fitness experts and personal trainers to build brands around their ideas, their workouts, their programs, and their businesses. However, this new exposure can come at a cost, which is something that Osai and I talk about during our interview. Osai's journey is one built on perseverance. His family is new to this country, and his success is built off the foundation of hard work. This work ethic is what led Osai to win a national championship with Villanova University and also led him to a short career in the NFL. More importantly, it's this same work ethic that has built the foundation of an amazing business and helps and inspires thousands of people. Fit Academy is more than a fitness brand. It's a lifestyle community. Much of Osai's business model revolves around the idea of group workouts, group encouragement, and team building. Team building is a big part of Osai's success. I love talking to Osai. I'm excited for you to get to know him. He's a really great guy. We have so much in common. And please, without further ado, help me welcome Osai Osunday. Great. Well, uh, Osai, we're recording, brother. Thank you so much for for joining me on my show.
1: Hey, man. Appreciate it, Tim. I'm super excited to be on the show and uh, excited to have a conversation. See where it goes.
0: Me too. Um... All right. I always like to start my episodes by just getting to know the person I'm interviewing, by, by getting to know my guest. I know that obviously you live in Philly because that's where uh, you and I have been introduced uh, through mutual acquaintance through my sister. Uh, however, I don't know much about how you got into fitness before that. So where are you born? What was your, was your upbringing? in? Okay. Surrounded with fitness, just tell me a little bit about your story.
1: Cool. Um, So my background—I think it's—I like to think it's kind of unique. (laughs) Uh, I like—I like to call it the uh, the quote unquote American Dream, if you want to call it that. But um, you know, first generation immigrant from Nigeria Um, was born in Nigeria uh, as a child, and my uh, my family, uh, my father and my mom, and and my brothers and uh, everything—they I moved here to the United States for my brother. My dad was a professor when he was alive for a teaching opportunity at universities, a couple different universities here in the United States. So uh, he was an educator and so was my mom um, uh, at one point. But we settled down in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure if you know anything about Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, but it's the only town in Pennsylvania, technically speaking, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And uh, grew up there, really small town, like 12,000 people. You know, one of the only black families in in, in all of uh, the entire town. But um, you know, sports became something that was kind of like critical to uh, my family. So uh, let me kind of back up a little bit. I've got four, I got three brothers, um, all older. I'm the youngest out of, four, out of four, and um, it's actually great. We, we actually had a, a you know, we had our uh. We had our, some tough times. when My dad died, but with having four older brothers, I had four. Or I'm sorry, three older brothers. <clears throat> four of us total. Uh, I had uh, just great role models to really kind of light the path and light the light the uh, the trail in terms of the steps to follow. So I didn't make the mistakes that they may have mistake, may may have made. Um, and luckily, you know, um, we had a uh, surrounding support system to kind of get us through the ups and downs of. being you know the only black family and then a single parent uh, family when my mother died but sports was something that was really kind of a cornerstone to my my family uh grew up playing all sports from when i was a kid to soccer to baseball basketball football track um swimming was not my thing So I did not do something. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, you know, when I got to high school, I really started to found my niche with football and track and field. And um, uh, I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship to Villanova University mm-hmm. with football. Um, but I was actually, believe it or not, I was actually better at track and field, like way better. Um, quick little side story, then we'll dive down to like how fitness became my thing. Um, but I was way, way better at track and field. Um, all through high school career, I was you know, one of the top um, javelin throwers in the entire nation. Cool. And my senior year, I won everything. I was All-American, first uh, uh, first selection AP All-American, Nike All-American, um, USA Today All-American, one states, one nationals. And I was junior nationals uh, throwing level. I was throwing like 220 uh, in practice, but then I set a record at 210-3 for javelin um and olympics throw and this is uh, i was 16 years old <laughs> and olympians throw like 240 to like 270. so i was i was, I was doing some things that really were not wasn't um, seen before uh for a 16 year old out of bloomsburg pennsylvania but anyway decided to go to school for, for football played five years there we won a national championship at villanova shout out to the wildcats and then uh You're had on that good. team yeah, how's the captain?
0: Yep. <laughs> Whoa, dude, that's sick.
1: Yeah, that was a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> <I> fucking bad. <bet.
1: laughs> <laughs> we had we had a lot of fun. Uh my, te- my team my teammates are dope. We had we just had an amazing team and you know uh this is you probably start to hear a lot of the trends and, and themes of my life. It's always been team, 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 you know. Yeah. Uh and uh in and, and Trying to progress towards, you know, the ultimate outcome, whether if it's a win or some sort of successful outcome. But anyway, um, five years there, got my undergrad grad, played, uh, was a linebacker um, and uh, played a little bit of DN my first two years there. But had my opportunity with um, the NFL, uh, landed at Green Bay, didn't last, got cut. Um, but you know, I'm fortunate enough to even be able to have that opportunity. It was an amazing experience of my life. Um, after that didn't work out, um, uh, was selected for a team USA for American football, played in the world championship over in Austria. And I was the captain of that team. We won that. And that was awesome. That was top five moments of my life. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, uh, all that said and done, you know, um, uh, football was done. We hung up the cleats and uh, I, I was living here in Philadelphia. Luckily I graduated from Villanova with my master's in human resources. Um, so I had a good education um, underneath me as well. Uh, so I followed my, my education, but uh, fitness was something that was kind of like so consistent from basically from like the time I was like eight years old, you know, sports and fitness and running around acting like a maniac and, you know, kicking it with, you, with your boys and kicking it with, you know, uh, other teammates. Um, was something that was always consistent. So um, I, I gravitated towards just working out all the time, just staying fit, staying in shape. And my brother owned a, um, a supplement manufacturing company at the time called Muscle Gauge. And now it's called, uh, it's a different company called US Foods Manufacturing. But we were into, into in the bodybuilding and sports fitness supplements um, uh, uh, world, right? So, you know, uh, I worked there, helped him kind of s- set that up as well um and really kind of got into like a little bit of like competing like a little bit of npc and like just like doing those kind of things at the same time i was getting into i was starting my modeling career as well so like now i had a reason to be in shape right mm-hmm. was of like testing out this npc thing i was modeling for uh, one of the top agencies in new york uh, for for men's fitness and and uh and athletes um silver models which is now bmg models and uh, I had a reason so like people started seeing me like in the gym like doing these crazy things and like I was cut up and like you know people were getting results they started asking me now we're getting to the fitness part right mm-hmm. uh, they started asking me hey man can I work out with you like you know how do you how do you how do you how do you uh you know get strong how do you get cut up how do you do this that, and the third and I started training people kind of like off the cuff and then they started getting like crazy results like 30 pounds lost 40 pounds loss wow. you know increasing strength like 70 pounds in bench 100 pounds in squat like crazy things um, and then people started asking for programs and then, and at this point I was working full time in Independence Blue Cross and I was like, you know, what? like if I'm going to do this, I better like look at the actual business part of it, mm-hmm. understand it and maybe potentially like make it into a, a reality and, uh, uh, something where I can do what I love, which is health and wellness and impacting people and really making a, a, a lasting change, um, for individuals and get paid for it because <laughs> in the end if you're not getting paid for it trust me it's not worth it it's a lot yeah, of work then it's
0: just a hobby
1: it's a hobby guess what you gotta you gotta you got a time-sucking hobby <laughs> <laughs> so I did a lot of research and I decided to get my my certification um, worked at a big box gym PSC here in Philadelphia it was cool all of a sudden I had like I think I worked there for like six months and I had like I was working full-time while modeling and working at the gym uh, I didn't sleep um, but it was cool because it was a lot of fun. It was new, it was exciting. I was around a lot of people. People, you know, were getting great results. So I was doing well at work. Um, you know, I was doing well in the gyms, and I was getting modeling contracts. So, like, life was good. I didn't have a life, but life was good. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of how it all started. You know, I had a bunch of clients over at PSC real quick, and I was like, okay, I can't really get much more because I don't have time for myself. Um, so at the time, uh, the winter came, and um, I was like, okay, cool. I, I have a really good I, a good understanding now of like what fitness is big box wise. I did other research, followed a couple people, um, did a ton of, ton of studying on my own time. i just like different methodologies into the business structures of what fitness businesses should look like and started to build out my own individual business plan. And no, no one ever taught me how to build a business plan. I just looked up a couple of things online and created the models off of it. And then I built out a financial plan um it really just kind of like created the business step by step um and it just kind of happened and then, and then we also started off uh it started getting warm in philly because you know philly winters kind of suck right mm-hmm. they're fucking cold um so the, the winter came through and then the spring came through so all my clients that were coming into personal training and group training um at psc i was like hey you know what look i love the art music steps is where i work out come rock with me at the steps Let's get after it, right? (laughs) Well, that that turned out to be a really good thing to do. (laughs) And then Fit Academy was basically born, and that's kind of where we're at today.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for going into detail with it. A lot of times when people tell their story, I just notice that it's like the first question they get asked and they feel like they're talking too long. But I'm like, no, 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 keep going. Like, I want to learn more. So I appreciate you going in-depth about it. There were two things that you said that I found really interesting. One is the idea about teams. And for me, that coincides with sports a lot, because I had a lot of the same experience. And, you know, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole. But one of the things with kids not being in school right now, because of COVID that I worry a lot about is they don't get to play sports. And like, I'm telling you, I had a ton of energy when I was a kid. I could not stop getting in trouble when I was a kid. Like, and it was bad enough as it was, but I played sports year round, like every single season, including the summer. And I don't know what I would have been at what, like, I have no idea what would have happened to me if I didn't have soccer, if I didn't have wrestling, if I didn't have lacrosse. And then if I didn't have like summer basketball and all the other shit and skateboarding that I did in the summer. So like, this isn't a question as much as it's like a uh, an invitation to kind of talk a little bit more around what you think. But if it weren't for the team building sports, like I wouldn't have had any friends, and I wouldn't have had anything to do with all that energy inside of me. And then you talk about teams. Uh, I know that you're getting a little bit more involved with like corporate work and corporate teams and how that blends into fitness. So you know, like I said, it's not necessarily a question, but just talk to me a little bit about how that teamwork and sports and, and your, your, your understanding on how that you uh, you Right now with COVID? E- exactly. And, and just how it, it impacts <clears throat> people in life in general.
1: Yeah, huh. we are in a clusterfuckable situation. i tell you what, and exactly what you said, you know, um, sports, sports, growing up as a kid is, is, is something if you're in it is, is really kind of vital to uh, individual growth yeah. and I remember when like the COVID started hitting and my, my brother my my second oldest brother he's, a, he's a, a principal for Hartford school system so we're always really tied into what's going on with athletics and sports and kids and development and you know when these I feel so I felt so bad when the school year had to end in March for all these graduating seniors in high school, right? And all these also graduating seniors in college, right? Because you can't get that back, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you just can't. Because those experiences don't come back, those opportunities don't come back, those those stats if you're an athlete don't ever come back because you can't build upon it because they shut it off. So now that we're, you know, five months into COVID and um, school systems are trying to figure out what the hell to do um, between opening up, not opening up, most schools have already shut down all sports. Almost all schools have shut down all sports across the United States and probably even honestly across the world. So we are definitely in a, in a time right now that is completely unprecedented in, in history. And um, there's going to be a significant impact across this potential generation and how people are developing, right? But at the same time, when change happens, change happens, period, right? So we have to change to it. Um, But yeah, sports is critical. Like all those kids in all ages who do go to summer camps they don't have those those days and those times and those experiences to interact with those other kids right to develop those social skills that they may not have. Now we're forced to do it through a new medium which is these types of right here you know zoom go to meeting whatever type of video conferencing software is, or outdoor potential events which are still limited but um, it's a real issue and honestly uh, I don't know if we'll have the answer I don't think I don't think I don't think uh, uh, teachers have the answers. I don't think doctors have the answers. It's one of those things that we're going to need to um, really be creative in how we can, number one, keep kids out of trouble, right? <laughs> Imagine this, right? Like I was, we were one of the only black kids. If we didn't have any sports, if my, if my family never gravitated towards sports, being the only black kids in, in Bloomsburg, if we weren't excelling in sports, what we've been doing,
0: Getting in trouble, <laughs> in trouble.
1: getting yeah. arrested all the time. why because we're we're kids and we need to get this shit out of our system, right? We would probably been freaking selling drugs and we know none of us do drugs. like who knows what it would have been if we didn't have the the, the direction and, and, and structure in the community of 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 sports, right? to teach us life principles, to uh, give us our, uh, uh, integrity, uh, reliability, all the things that you hear you get from from sports and teamwork that we have now today, like these kids are going to be missing that. So like, yeah, this is going to impact a lot of people. Hopefully it's short term, we can get kids back into some sort of curriculum. But, um, you know, I don't know, man, this is this is a really fucked up situation.
0: Like, yeah, I, I, I think about it a lot. Um, I think it's one of the things that is just kind of going under the radar, because there's so many issues with it. And this isn't by any means like a society podcast, I, I want to talk more about your business, because I'm fascinated with the fitness business. But Um, hearing the impact that sports had on you as a youth and knowing that, like, if I didn't have... It's just taught me so much. Like, it taught me about failure, you know? Like, till this day, I got this picture hanging up behind me, which was a picture that somebody took after um, a championship lacrosse game that we lost in overtime. And till this day, man, I was... 17, I think. And it was one of the most heartbreaking moments of my entire life. And like when things don't go wrong in my life, there's still times where I look back at that and be like, it's okay. It doesn't hurt as bad as that lacrosse game, you know? And so there's just such vital lessons that I feel like are important for people to hear because people need to play more sports when they're a kid. And two, just trying to figure out what's going to happen. So um, I appreciate that insight. All right. The business of fitness, man. Um, I've worked with personal trainers. I've obviously my sister is a personal trainer. Um, you have been a really big influence on her. And before the podcast, we spoke a little bit about that. And I thank you for all that. But one of the things that I find to be most fascinating about the fitness business and also one of the most complicated is it's difficult to build like an employee employment corporate structure. A lot of the whole gamut kind of runs off of contractors, and you know, I own an agency, and we we always have a couple employees, but we always always work with a couple contractors, and I have great relationships with the contractors. I'm not saying anything bad with it, but you always just kind of expect there to be a little bit more of like a different dynamic in that relationship, you know. (laughs) And so, like, I'm thinking something as personal as fitness, where you're working with people's emotions and you're working with people's bodies, and you know you're setting dreams and goals that like you have to figure out how to accomplish together um, how were you able to build that structure whereas you are working with contractors but still being able to point everybody in that same direction where it's like this is what we're trying to do here and like wow. let's do it together a big topic it's <laughs> tough man
1: I feel, I feel strong about this topic all right <laughs> okay. oh man where do I start fitness business okay so When I was when I was doing the research to figure out the business structure of how I want to create things and and the 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 services I wanted to have, the the the, you know all that kind of stuff that comes into it, there was one thing that I knew from human resources was recruiting, uh, retention, turnover, all those different things. And I knew that fitness had a significantly high turnover rate. Yeah. Even back in 2014, 2013 when I kind of got things started. I knew it had uh, the average turnover in the industry back then was about every eight months you were, turning o- you were turning over a new trainer. Now, it's about six months. That's industry-wide, which is a fuck of turnover. Like, yeah. dude, it's one of the hardest things to business plan because with high turnover and lack of longevity, it makes it significant- significantly hard to create programs that are longevity-based. right and those companies that do have like hey you know someone's been there for x amount of years x amount of time they're able to find the right sauce and the right um uh uh, components to really kind of keep things together but it's it's not easy especially in a in in an industry that's highly gig based it's young and young means transient because they're going through different life phases Mm. right um you know, it's, it's, it's something that people like to do on the side of their desk, right? And the people who are in it, like career-wise, like me, um, typically are the ones who are running the show, right? They go from being an excellent, typically an excellent trainer um, to being a potential owner, and it changes, right? Now, the challenge is, too, especially from my experience, too, is that a lot of trainers want to have their own... Um, have ambitions to be their own brand. Have ambitions to have their own style. Have ambitions to want to do, be the influencer, to be this, be that, be that, and that's good. And at the same time, it's inherently the nature of that of that of that vision and the career path is inherently tied to potential turnover because they want to go do their own thing right? And like, there's nothing wrong with that in any way, shape or form. It's just hard from a business standpoint, you know, I went from being a trainer to being a business owner, to be able to create any kind of longevity. So it's it's a tough, it's a tough game to play those who do have um, consistent uh, uh, employees who aren't turning over have either probably made those individuals um, like either partial owners or high management, but it takes time to get there because your business structure has to be at a point where it can actually afford the salaries or pay structures for those individuals. So now it's incentivized to keep the pay high, which means your revenue needs to be just as high. So if your revenue dips, you have to be flexible in terms of the pay. So in an industry that's highly cyclical and highly gig based, it makes it really challenging. That's actually been one of the most challenging things that I've, I've noticed. Um, with my own personal business, because it's just crazy turnover. You know, uh, I've been fortunate to have a few people who've lasted a couple of years, but you know, two two years, three years is like the max. Um, there's a couple businesses here in, in Philly that I know that have some decent um, tenure of employees. But it's a significant challenge in this industry, especially if you hire these young kids, uh, you know, out of college, they're still trying to figure out their lives.
0: So what is it about Because Fit Academy has been around for a while. Um, It's not to say that like as soon as you opened up, you were just this huge, smashing success. And with every business, there's ups and downs. And I'm sure that you have your own. So what is it? What is the skill set that you think that you've brought or the methodology that you've brought that has attributed to the fact that you guys have stuck around for so long?
1: Um. I think it's just like fitness, right? Just like, hey, how do you lose weight, right? It's consistently playing this game. Show up every fucking day. Yeah. Like, there's no listen. There's there's no there's no there's no secret sauce to this, right? There's no secret sauce to staying in this game. It's a tough game. It's a brutal game. It's it's tough. It's long hours. As an entrepreneur, you're gonna work ten to fifteen hours. It's ten times harder than you think it's gonna be. All right, you're gonna have way more punches in the face than you'll have wins. But when you have that win, you gotta celebrate it. It's really more about I call it. You know, you gotta have the steel for it. You gotta have the steel. You know, you gotta have the the reserve for it, and you've got to be always creating and always consistent. Um, But I think at the same time, you always gotta be studying. Like one of the things that I've always done, I've always invested in myself to understand, hey, how can I do things better? How can how can we create structures better to make it more easier for our trainers to be able to make their money, have consistency, have stability, be able to pay their rent, You know, take care of their real needs while making the experience excellent for their clients. right? Because uh, trainer stability means client stability. Um, and it, there's no secret sauce. You put it in the fucking work, bro. You wake up every morning, you, do, you, you, you follow the routine, you follow the process, and you take your punches when you gotta take your punches. You eat the frog, have you ever heard about eat the frog? <laughs> Cool, check it out. Look up Eat the Frog, right? Basically, the concept behind Eat the Frog is you do the hardest thing first and you don't complain about it. You get oh, it done, yeah, yeah. knock it out.
0: The, the wrestling and the football montage. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um,
1: but you don't complain about it. You get it done, right? You you, you, you you do the damn thing, just like Nike says do it, just do it. And you are, over time, you look back and you be able to build something that has sustainability. Um, but it's not easy, not everyone can do it. Um, it's a complete mental game more than a physical game. I shouldn't say that. It's definitely physical as well. Um, but there's a lot of challenges, and there's also a lot of distractions in this industry, which also makes it diff- difficult, right? Especially now with social media. Um, everyone wants to be a TikTok, you know, uh, uh, hero. Everyone wants to be an Instagram influencer. Um, everyone wants their own, you know, logo, <laughs> if you want to call it that. But uh, I think right now, I think the biggest thing that I've um, I've always wanted to to do as a business is to have that championship business. Does that make sense? To have that championship team within a business who just goes out there and fucking crushes it. When my trainers are going out here and making like, you know, 70 to 80 grand, 100 grand a, a year, that's what I would love to have because that gives you stability. It gives you, you know, consistent best affiliate. It gives you consistent excellence across the board and really kind of creating that standard of excellence is something I've always wanted to strive for.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you noted it, I was going to put it in the show notes of the podcast. You've won that best affiliate award multiple times. I'll make sure that people see that and they can read that content on it because that's a a great accomplishment. Philadelphia, even though it's, has that, uh, what is it? Not a stereotype, but people laugh at it because it's like an overweight city. It's also a very fit city. So there's a lot of other trainers and fitness businesses that you compete against. And for you to like consistently show up on that top of best affiliate, I think that's a a big accomplishment. You should be proud of it. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So there were two directions to go with what you said, which I'm also very fascinated about with the fitness industry. And, And we got some time, so I'm gonna try to touch on both of them. One, it's hard enough running a business and to do that on top of what, like one of the unspoken requirements about being a successful trainer is to be in shape. And people don't talk about it a lot But it's really one of the only businesses that comes with like this double whammy of it because you could be like an oil exec and be super fat and unhealthy or almost every other entrepreneur in the world. And yeah, people might look at you and maybe get turned off a little bit about your appearance. But when you're in the fitness industry, like it's a prerequisite that you constantly take care of your body. And man, I've been into fitness my entire life. I'm Basically, always in shape, but it's not to say that sometimes I go on like two week, you know, downs where it's like, man, like my body hurts and like I just feel like eating this Milky Way and like I'm not feeling that great right now, you know what I mean? And so, like, we can laugh about it, but I've worked with personal trainers a lot. Um, My wife has been in the fitness industry, my sister, obviously, like I myself has struggled with just that constant up and down about my fitness and my appearance. So, how do you manage? both sides of that whereas you have to keep your brain in check but like you also got to keep your body in check and it's twice the work because it's not easy
1: great question man that's you um you know it is hard and i think the thing that's that's really interesting is that outside looking in uh, let's say it's like someone who's not you know non-fitness they're coming they're coming to us for services they think that we have the shit figured out Mm -hmm. we do in a sense but when it comes to our own individual self, it's just as hard for us as it is for them, right? Like the same struggles that they're going through, we're also going through it. It just happens that we've had, we've been able to build our, our, our repertoire of, of fitness and our aesthetics, our physical aesthetics over time. Now for us to like, for example, like for me right now, right? Like I feel like I'm, I know I'm like 10 to 15 pounds overweight, why? Cause I'm stressed the fuck out, right? COVID hit, shit's crazy. And you're just trying to stay mentally in the game. So you're doing things that like, you know, eating unhealthy. I'm a tequila and Pop Tarts guy,
0: right? I'm <laughs> Pop Tarts, bro. Oh right?
1: <laughs> but it doesn't mean that I'm happy with the way that I look because I know where I've been in the past. Right. Yeah. Same way that there's another individual who's coming to me and says, Man, I you know, my ideal weight was 175, right now I'm two twenty, and I just don't feel like I used to. Well, the struggle is still the same. The numbers mm-hmm. don't fucking matter right? The mental struggle is still exactly the same. Toss on top of that, that you have people coming to you saying, oh, well, you always look like this. Like, listen, my struggles is, is, is my journey and my struggle is, is different than your journey and your struggle, but it's still struggle. You know what I mean? Um, and a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of, there's a lot of depression and there's a lot of uh, anxiety in this industry. Um, we're in a profession of delivering and giving so much of our own energy to other people and it's very very rarely reciprocated right it's very rare that other people give us energy back as fitness professionals so it's really one of those things that we do need to keep in check right um one of the things that i you know over the last year and a half two years that i've been struggling with was this anxiety right like shit like this shit is crazy and um, there's things that you need to do, just whether if it's fitness, if you're a fitness professional or not, or if you're an entrepreneur or even just a regular, you know, nine to five office warrior, like you should always be doing things to keep your mind just as mentally fit and mentally and physically fit as your body. Right. It's so critical what the mind wills, the body does. Right. So, uh, I've been hyper focusing a lot on taking care of myself. If I take care of anyone else, why? Because I can't take care of anyone else if I'm not, if I'm not, fit if I'm not healthy. Just can't can't take care of my business, can't take care of my clients, can't take care of my family, can't take care of anything. My finances. Um, so I, I focus the first few hours of my day, no matter what, ideally, only on me. And then I'll go to fucking 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock and pass out and do it all over again. You know what I mean? Um, but you gotta be able to create that balance in yourself. So really think about like creating those checkpoints in how you're feeling, not just mentally, but physically. Because your body will break down too. And it's a balancing act.
0: Yeah, I I appreciate you being open about that, man. Um, I really do. So, like, everybody struggles with it. And just because you're a trainer doesn't mean that you're impervious to those kind of thoughts. And like, this is really going into it, but I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. I, I wrote a really long blog post about it actually, which was very therapeutic to me, but I had back surgery like a year ago and, uh, I can't run anymore. And although I was always into hit stuff, like I, I had a pretty good runner's body. And so I'm super shredded, you know, because I'm burning calories, but I can still do like 15 pull-ups and a ton of burpees. So I just had that like zombie apocalypse type body, you know? And then, uh, five months wasn't even allowed to bend over for a full month and for the first time in my life you know I'd get out of the shower and I have like this little tiny beach ball and I couldn't believe it like I would look at myself and just be like who am I and then you think that you're doing something wrong but you're just healing you know like there's nothing I could do about it my spine got cut open and like if I don't take the time to take care of myself now I'm gonna feel it for the rest of my life um and so What I'm getting at with that is fitness and health, it fluctuates depending on life, depending on how much time you have, depending on like the kind of exercises that you're doing. It's a very dynamic thing. And one of the, um, maybe insidious is too strong a word, but one of the things that I think people in the fitness profession and even with their clients have to be mindful of is that there's always that idea where it's like, man, I just want to get back to when I was at that spot. You know what I mean? Like that was when it was the best, Boy, but is. like, yeah, but even if you can get back there, your body's going to be a little bit different. You know, now I got my knee popping every time I try to do squats. So like, I can't really do that anymore. Um, And so I, I think it's important that like, we just try our best to appreciate the journey of it, which sounds so cliche, but man, for me, fitness is, it's like, it's like an experience with myself, you know, where like I learn about myself rather than it's this ideal metric that like, I need to get to.
1: Love it. Uh, fully agree with everything you're saying, you know, especially in today's day and age. Um, I, this is all I hear from clients. Oh, yeah. I want to get back to my old me. Your old me is 15 years ago, bro. Like <laughs> shit ain't happening anytime soon. You got to come back to you, new you, your optimized you for who you are today. And a lot of people always wanna like, one of the things that I, that I do, and listen, this is, this is business, this is sales. I need to sell you your dream. In order for you to invest in yourself and invest and really believe that you can actually achieve it, I need to sell you your dream, right? But the important thing is, is understanding the mental progress and physical and emotional progress along the journey. It's about the process, right? Ask, any, ask anyone who is incredibly successful, the win is fleeting, the process is rewarding, right? It's about what happens during that process. Like for example, like I don't talk about the championships. Why? Because I talk about the, the locker room. I talk about the, the bullshit that happened, you know, off the field with my, with my boys in the team, right? That's what we remember. Yeah. The, we always remember the championship, but guess what? That feeling is fleeting. But when you build those lifelong relationships with your teammates, your friends, you know, your partners, whatever it may be, that's a part of the journey. And when I talk to my, um, when I, like, when it comes from a leadership perspective for my business, I talk about my trainers, I'm like, guys, there's only so much you can do to get someone to do something. What you need to ask yourself is, are you, have you been following the process and has your effort been to the level of excellence throughout your process? Or has it been consistent throughout your process? Judge yourself not based off of the always the end outcome. The end outcome is great, but half the time you can't control that shit, mm-hmm. right? Control COVID, but you can control. Hey, how long are you staying at home? How long? How often? How frequently are you wearing a mask? You can control your level of excellency and consistency throughout, and that's what you should be judging yourself. Are you able to follow the process? How consistent are you, and how on point are you during that journey? Right. Are you able to be flexible during that journey? Are you able to notice, you know, um, points where you can maximize or pull back? Right. And I think, you know, now that I keep getting older and and looking back at things, um, because you're never always going to get the right outcome. I have so many marketing campaigns that have elicited zero negative, negative revenue. Right. But guess what? One out of every like eight will blow up. And I'll fail eight times, but my process will be exactly fucking the same, bro. It'll be exactly the same and then it'll pop. Right? So your your mindset regarding success needs to change a little bit, especially when it comes to fitness. Because it's the same exact thing when it comes to your own personal routine, how consistent you are will deliver your
0: end result. And I one of the I I, I write about this idea so much, which is in entrepreneurship in general, which is something that I'm passionate about. You know, like I, I, like I said, had a lot of struggles when I was a kid and building companies really just gave me something to focus on. It gave me like a place to put all of that super hyper energy that I had and between building websites and building brands and staying in shape, I had just a place to channel my energy. And so I think that entrepreneurship and fitness, I've i have like thought about the relationship between the two a lot is what I'm getting at. And I think that entrepreneurship and fitness are so closely related because with the two, you learn that that win lasts. It's like pulling a new car out a lot. Like you feel so good for that first block. And then what's the first thing you think of? Like, oh, okay, what am I going to get next? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I, I bench pressed 255 last week or maybe two weeks ago and I weigh, well, like one, almost 190 now. Lifting was never my thing. I was always a cardio guy. You know what I mean? And as soon as I put up one 255, first thought was I probably could have done five more pounds. And so being able to recognize that uh, relationship with yourself in your mind is really true for entrepreneurship because yeah, the rush of that new sale is great and I love it, but you can't get into it for that rush of the new sale. You know, like you can't get into it for that, for that victory, even though the championship is awesome, even though like that personal record is awesome, because at the end of the day, you always got to go to bed at night and be cool with the fact that like you accomplished a new goal and you want to do better, but try not to focus on those things too much, which is such a crazy, twisted, weird dynamic to talk about. But I I think people that understand entrepreneurship and people that that understand fitness have, at least in my view, most of the time, a better conversation with themselves about that next level of success, you know?
1: Yeah. Here's what I'll tell you. (laughs) And this may just be for me, right? Um, there is a level of obsession that you need to have yeah. in, to be a successful entrepreneur. Same thing with uh, to, to have a, a consistent, healthy lifestyle. There needs to be a level of obsession where you're not, it's not always about, it's not, yeah, it's, it's never being satisfied. Call it what it is, right? Call it what it is. It's about not being satisfied with where you are. It's about continual progression, right? And continual progression also means not taking steps backwards, mm-hmm. right? Um and in order to, to to really I think I think the cool thing is, is what you talk about is kind of having that mental check. Entrepreneurs are always trying well, entrepreneurs and fitness people are always trying to push themselves physically, whether if you're working more hours, doing more sales or you know, working out more, more times per week, more miles, more whatever it may be, eating healthier, consistently, et cetera, et cetera. You're always trying to push yourself. But mentally too, you're always trying to push yourself too right think about the mental game of fitness and sports jeez that's, what, that's the game happens here before it ever happens out here you know what i mean um and you know some of the best athletes will tell you that too same thing with business the, the game happens up here before it ever happens out here so you're always having those mental checks right as well as the physical obsessions um but yeah this this, this game of helping models and entrepreneurship uh it's a, it's a it's a mindfuck bro you gotta be ready for it <laughs>
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I just, man, I'm I'm very grateful that you were able to, or that you were willing to open up a lot about that. Um, I guess ending off with this, I find sometimes that when people come on the show, it's all like you want to shine people in the best light. And that's why I like having these conversations because like you're doing great work and you're helping a ton of people and your brand is is really growing and you should be proud of that. But I think it's important for people to hear that in the same way with taking care of your health. You know, like sometimes I would go for runs and I'd be a mile and a half in and I just did not want to do it. And my body just sucked. Whereas three days ago I was cruising. And like, I have no idea why that happens, (laughs) right? Like I have no idea why that happens. And the same thing happens with business and in life. So what I'm saying is I appreciate you coming here and just talking about the journey and how important that cliche topic of that cliche topic is of like waking up doing the next thing that's in front of you. And when you do that over and over and over and over again, 10 years later, you wake up in a position where it's like, wow, like I, I really, really got somewhere. So like, thank you so much for that message. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Appreciate, appreciate that too. I mean, it's crazy because like now I'm like trying to like balance fit Academy and this other business. So now it's like, I got to like split my, my brain up. into two yeah. different hemispheres. And like switch the gear to like more like corporate side and like more physical side, so it's 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 a balance the entire way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I apologize that we didn't have enough time to talk about that because I really wanted to talk about the new the new business that you're opening. But if anybody uh, listens to the podcast, you can see all the show notes on timsides.com. Click on the podcast link; yours is going to be the first one. I'll link to Fit Academy. I'll link to your Instagram. I'll link to uh, ah, shit, I forget what it's called the the corporate wellness. Wing. Yes, yes. Wing. Uh, I'll link to Wing. And um, you can check all of your work out, man. Uh, it's, it's great. I'm a huge fan of what you're doing. And I really appreciate your time.
1: Cool, man. Hey, man. If you have any questions, let me know.
0: Yeah, I will. All right, brother. We'll check in again. Uh, we'll do this again in like a year or so. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Hey guys, it's me. It's Tim. One last time before we wrap up, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave me an honest rating. Please follow me on Spotify. It's the best thing you can do to support the show. If you want to find out more, go to timstods.com. Feel free to fill out the contact form to reach out to me personally. I always respond. I appreciate you guys so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.